Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Successful Mentalist podcast. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and I am joined by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Ashley Green. He stayed silent, that was weird. Uh, In this episode, we're talking about something uh, really, really quite interesting. Because it's something that has, has cropped up quite a bit in our lives recently. And we wanted to share that with, with all of you. And um, as you guessed by the title, we're talking about simplicity. But before we go any further, let's actually see if Ashley wants to say anything this time. Uh, Ashley? I am awake. I promise you, I am certainly here. Um, I just I just thought, nah, we'll do it differently today. I'll do an intro where I don't say hello, like always. And I'll just stay quiet, catch you off guard. Um, yeah. Lovely completely off brand for this episode where we keep things simple simple yeah and we're going to confuse it so um actually yeah. why don't you start us why why is this the topic that we've chosen well i think this is something which we speak about quite a bit and like this whole idea of simplicity just to get you guys the listeners really like on side it covers everything whether that be your website, your performances, your social medias, or just the way you act and speak, and even down to like the specific routines. And I think because how most magicians and most of our listeners speak, I think it would be great to actually start off talking about simplicity in routines, and then we can talk about the other things next, because I know you guys love talking about the tricks. Is that all right, Aiden? I mean, that sounds like a perfect opportunity. Um, I think... I think you should probably kick this one off because you've got a couple of interesting <laughs> yeah. stories to tell. So this actually come from the other day when I was uh, I was doing my online show and I had some very high profile mentalists uh, watching that show and uh, and I fooled them with something which is no more simple than uh, the old seven force. You know, these elite mind readers around the world and I've just gone the, I think of any number between one and ten, something like a two or a three and they've gone uh, seven. But they were genuinely fooled and they messaged me afterwards and I was like, I, I don't understand that bit you did with the playing cards because I, I done the uh, the seven force with the playing cards. And, you know, I think that proves a point, first of all, in methods. And we can talk about routines as well in a second. <laughs> I know I'm saying, oh, let's talk about routines. And now I'm saying, let's talk about methods. But who cares? This is the way it's going now. But I think this just proves a point. Like sometimes we don't need to do super complicated stuff. Like we don't need to do a a double-handed reverse back palm going into like some weird side shifty thing that takes 12 hours a day of practice to be able to just do it for like one second with a billet. Like we don't need to do anything like that. Sometimes like the most simple things can be super effective. And I think the reason, and this is what I was talking to you about, the reason why that worked so well was like that whole idea of think of a number between one and 10 and forcing a seven is because of the routine it was in and it actually fit. Because we're talking about playing cards, we're talking about numbers, and I, I think the reason why something so simple and so beautiful can fool some really high-profile people was the fact that it was consistent with the routine I was doing, and it fit perfectly. 
I mean, I completely agree. I mean, having seen the show and how, uh, how, like, look at this specific piece in particular, it's really amazing how just the context of the routine can make something so basic. Like, one of the first things that we learn in mentalism is this concept of a psychological force. And in this case, perhaps the most obvious of them all, the, the seven force being so falling just because of that context. And again, and it's just a tribute to a sort of show that sometimes it's not the, the craziness of the trick or the, the method or the depth of the method. Like you've seen my show, the method for my show or one of the specific card routines in there was far more complicated. There's a lot more going into that. And I'll be honest, I don't think the payoff was even worth it. And you may have seen some of the stuff that I've been posting on social media that, to the listeners as well. You kind of see the extent that I went. It's really, it really didn't have a huge impact. Whereas, whereas just something so beautiful, something so simple with a good context, it just shifts everything. And and that's for me is is the heart of of simplicity. It's making sure that it's not obvious and transparent. But that's where the, the context comes in. So in this case, numbers. Okay, how can we deal with numbers? Sure, a playing card. Playing card seems to fit in this case, and it all just like wraps itself up nicely. If you're having somebody think of um, think of a fruit, for example, and you're doing a, a psychological force for a fruit, why not do it under the framing of perhaps, I don't know, this is literally off the top of my head, but something that they see in their house. And then this, then you bring in the, the like maybe the apple force, and and it's just logically tied up because of the context, and and that's for me that is the most important part, the context. Yeah. So just to recap that, really, what you're saying is, if you're if you're doing something simple or advanced, or to be honest, anything in general, whatever trick or method you're doing, just actually making it suit a the environment you're performing in, or b kind of the scripts and things you're saying just so it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. Because if you're doing a car trick and then you suddenly jump to... Think of any city in the world. It's like it's jarring and it's so different to what you're actually talking about and saying. And people will go, oh, there's something weird here. This must be a trick. Whereas if what you're saying and the you know the methods you use actually flow, then it's just kind of... It runs in. But there's a question I want to actually fire back at you. And it's... I know sometimes that magicians and mentalists and other performers are put off performing simple things. Do you think it's A, magicians thinking, them thinking it won't be fooling, or do you B, think it's sort of ego and they don't want to be seen doing very, very simple things and they just want to do these advanced crazy sleight of hand or like insane moves or crazy anagrams that take years to learn? That's an interesting question because I'm kind of at at this present moment in time, I feel it's a bit of both. I feel that obviously we are taught for for those transitioning from magic into mentalism. We've kind of got this predetermined knowledge of you've got to rehearse a a slight to get it perfect. So then it's invisible or you've got to rehearse a specific point or get something so good technically that it will fly in a mentalism performance. But I, I just don't think that that's necessary. So I think that a lot of it comes from what we're we're taught and what we're sort of built up and, and the community builds us up to believe, like this complete, dedicated, consistent practice to be able to do this crazy sleight of hand move so that you can peak a billet. It, it, for me, it just doesn't make sense. And 
I think a lot of that comes down to that ego as well, because we're told that this is the way to do, then we spend so much time practicing it. We don't want it to feel like we've wasted that time. Like, okay, sure, we spent three months perfecting a perfect table billet switch, when actually what we could do is just a double lift, like a really bad double lift, and never need to touch it again. Like, we, we don't think like that. We don't try and make it more complex rather than simplifying it down and making it super simple, super clear for us. How can we deliver the most impact with it? Like, I'll happily spend three months learning a billet switch to then put it in the bin immediately in favor of another method that's easier. And I don't think the community has caught that yet. And I think we're at this interesting turning point that a lot of people, most magicians now, aren't really willing to spend that much on magic. It's still a huge thing. Everybody's trying to buy the latest tricks and there's the the whole community trying to release tricks and share tricks. And that's another debate that we can go into at another point. But I think a lot of that has its has its impact on on us now so that we're not trying to buy all of these tricks anymore. We're just trying to do good magic. And I think that's the direction we need to head in. So that's a complete side tangent to the question asked. But I, th I think it's a bit of both. I think it's the community impact Plus, we don't want to waste our time, which is fair enough. I don't think it's a, um, a complete tangent. I think you've explained your points logically. And I think that makes sense. Um, but ultimately, like, it doesn't really matter what you do, what you perform. Like, I just remember the word kiss, keep it simple, stupid. It's always at the back of my mind when, like, coming up with routines. And specifically, I, I know you've told me off before where I've said, oh, what about this crazy routine where there's loads of, like, reveals and there's loads of stuff hidden? And you're like, Ashley, when you're doing a confabulation routine like that and there's so many different things going off and it's like you've built in little subtleties all throughout the show and you're going to reveal it at one big end, you're like, that's so confusing for your audience to understand. Like, is it not better just to make a more obvious reveal and just make it easier for the audience to understand as well. I think that, yeah, that's another big point, actually. I think we really love having complex routines and a lot of us really like this idea of of derening up our close-up set. Like, Deren is a master of having these hidden reveals and these these crazy, like, build-ups to the big reveal. And I think we try and... We see that, we admire it, and then we try and replicate that. And I'm saying we, and that's just sort of like the generalised thing. I'm saying as a, as a whole, I'm generalising here. I'm not saying that every mentalist ever tries to be like Darren Brown, but that, that idea of, oh, Darren's so good at this and, and I really want a routine that can have lots of shotgun reveals everywhere and it's like amazing and, and we try and do that too much when actually, just as you mentioned, keep it super clear so that the audience knows exactly when a routine ends. Yeah. We was literally on a coaching call earlier this week and, and the problem or one of the main areas of of, of well, problems that the, this specific client had was that his performances were trying to create this narrative and have these like reveals all and these little bits all building up to a reveal. But he was finding that his audience just didn't know. Is that it? Is that the end? Are we? Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Now we, we can applaud now. Like that's a problem. We try and complicate it so our audiences get confused. So we just need to completely get clear. And even if it's just in mentalism, we've got this beautiful thing that we are linear. We are very, very linear. Whereas magic can go off in a million ways. Mentalism, we say, think of something. I'm going to tell you what it is. 
we can use that to our advantage because now we've got a definitive endpoint. The rest of the routine simply has one job. Get to that endpoint. We don't need to confuse it and make it complicated and have a million one hidden reveals and build-ups. Just get to the goddamn point. Yeah. And your audiences will love it. And I think as well, just to confirm a point there, when you say get from the point like from A to B, we don't mean just like, think of something, banana. Unless obviously the, the context goes for it. Like take them on an interesting journey, but just keep it keep it simple and make sure that it's easier for people to follow along. Because imagine if you're performing at a, a wedding, for example, people are drinking a hell of a lot of booze it's obviously easy for them to get confused. So if you can keep whatever you're doing simple, whether that be forcing a card and revealing it just through a semi-interesting process or something like that, then it's more enjoyable for them because they don't have to be alert. They don't have to pay attention. They don't have to be like, oh, something's going to happen. I, I need to have 100% of my focus on this all throughout. Like, you know where I'm trying to get at? And I think this links into another point that I feel you're going to mention as well. Obviously, we're talking about keeping it simple here and making making the linear process obvious. You don't always do that in close-up. You don't necessarily go from A to B. You like to have those reveals where you're you're jumping around and it's quite an erratic performance. How how would you say, is that simple or is that a complicated routine? It is for me. Look, I, I know I bring this up in every episode, but this is this is down to character. And this is a character decision as well. And it's keeping it simple to my character. Yes, my performance might outwardly seem very erratic. And for those of you who haven't seen me perform live, I, as well as saying, think of something, this is what you're thinking. And the way I go through that is usually through some sort of divination tool using my uh, intuition to pick up on the thing. But throughout that, I'm also picking up on a, variety of other thoughts so i'm springing people like constantly i'm pinging pieces of information like oh you're thinking of this and then pointing someone on the other side of the room you're thinking of this so outwardly it might seem complicated like you say but when you really strip it back and when you say it like that it's very easy for someone watching to understand what's happening they can sit back and watch and although i'm outwardly very hectic and all over the place like ah oh, you think of this uh there's an a in your word oh my god i'm, I'm getting something from you and it's, it's to do with the color blue and oh my god you you don't know someone called james james i'm getting the name james like that seems really hectic and it doesn't seem simple but yet it is because i'm a mind reader and when people watch that they see me saying who's james you're thinking of this blah 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 you're this and they're like okay he's guessing what they're thinking now, the people watching, they can just sit back and they can watch this and they can understand perfectly what's happening. They don't need to have their full attention on it. They don't need to remember, ah, yes, at some point during that, he said the number nine and now we're counting nine books on a shelf and he's pulling that book out and there's one page missing and then there's a little his secret compartment and in there's a lock and if we turn to a specific code that was on his phone, like, that's the point I'm trying to make. That's complicated and weird and they have to pay the full attention to it. But when I do it, yes, outwardly, hectic, but it's very simple what I'm doing. I'm getting someone to think of something and I'm revealing a piece of information. It's just I'm cross-hatching various different effects together. Does that make sense, how I've explained that? makes that? complete sense. It's that idea from your perspective that although your routine may appear complex, and that's a character decision, it's so simple for the audience to follow. Yeah. They just drop them, they walk over to you as you're performing for a group, and they understand what's going on because they can see it. And it's completely clear. They understand everything. And, and this is something which we try and get across all the time in like coaching calls, especially when people come to us about routines. 
I can think of another coaching call we've done with a client with some we was talking to someone about that and it was about how he can get his audience to fully understand what he wants to tell them for me it's you know I've said it before if you want to listen to the episode about character or even our superhero origin story stuff like that you'll you understand better how my character is but when I want to get this whole weird psychic person across I, I do that in such a simple way through my routines and it should be obvious when they look at these routines they know how it is I read minds, why I read minds, what it is that I'm doing. So they should understand the full package, not just the trick as well. That makes complete sense. So we've we've spoken about methods and also the presentation here. I do kind of want to talk, jump backwards a little bit, go back to sort of the methods in the trick context. In that you gave a perfect example, uh, as you was talking a minute ago, through that oh, here's the number nine. We'll go nine books on the shelf and then find this and then look at the third word on the... Like, you, that crazy process-driven effect. Are they bad? If you can pull it off, and if it's a character decision that works well, then it will, but it it will work. But I would argue, and, and this is from what you've said, and I 100% agree with it, things like that are sometimes too complex for your audience. Like, you've just got to be thinking, what what is it that your audience wants to get from this? Is it a form of escapism from from their hectic lifestyle of going to work where they don't want to carry on putting 100% focus? That's why people love films, because you can just switch off and go into, like, a different brainwave frequency and just uh, zone out and just absorb the information. So it's understanding, like, the whole context you perform in. Personally... I agree with you and I do think that those types of routines are just they're too much they're too much for me especially I don't I don't enjoy it and I think it is too much because if for whatever reason one person looks away at a specific point and they look back bang you've lost it and nothing else makes sense because you've you've lost one thing exactly that and see for me although on the whole they're quite bad I do think we can make them simple and here's like a an actual example that I take away, I'm not going to go into details, but this is an example that I have, have done this, a very process-heavy trick. It is the bulk of my stage show. And the reason it's the bulk of my stage show is because I've taken those processes. I said that weird, I'm sorry. Uh, I've taken those processes and I, I, I essentially slice them up into key sections and put them at different intervals throughout the show. For example... The start of the, the show opens with the first bit of process. I then go into a few uh, a routine or maybe two routines or whatever it is. I then add the next small bit of process. And luckily, this specific trick doesn't need. It doesn't mean all the process has to happen at the same time. I can just slice it up, spread it throughout the show, and suddenly everything is clear. Yeah, but you're taking what would be an outwardly well, outwardly and inwardly and everything complex and over-the-top routine, but you're making it simple and you're making it clear. And this is something which I said in the um, the Handstick Lecture. Clarity is a huge point of, of of anything which people do with hypnosis. And you're making this clear and obvious to your audience. So you're not actually performing something complex anymore. You've completely changed the presentation around to make it simple, right? Well, it's exactly that. It's also it's also just quickly on that. It is also the case that uh, this whole routine, if I was to do it all at the same time, it would take 20 to 30 minutes. It's a very long routine. But because the process is sliced up, it also means that I can hide clever method in in, in the gaps and also in those bits of process there. 
but it, it's obvious at any point they understand and when they're remembering the big finish of the show they can think back at all of those key plot points the whole process they will re- then remember the entire process of getting there rather than you doing say a book test which revolves creating numbers and then counting to words and then thinking of a word they're just going to remember oh well oh, i don't know what happened he, he guessed a word from a book cool but splitting it splitting the process making every bit of it clear so that they can then remember that and in a good way it just means you can hide method and, and be more clever when you're performing Hi guys, it's Ashley here. I just want to quickly interrupt this podcast just to say one little thing. If you do enjoy the podcast that we are currently putting out at The Successful Mentalist, uh, do us a favour and make sure to subscribe. It will honestly help us out, it will mean the world, it will help with our stats and rankings, which mean that we're then shown to more magicians and mentalists around the world, and we want to try and help as many people as possible with these podcasts. So honestly, if you could subscribe, it would mean the absolute world to us. Anyway... Back to the podcast. Something which I like as well from what you've done is obviously, I know this has taken a complete tangent, but for whatever reason it's reminded me, like you've really simplified your uh, your whole business experience for your clients. Like from the moment they go onto the website, it's crystal clear what you do. They get in touch. Everything's crystal clear, even down to the contracts. Can you elaborate on that? Because I think that's a beautiful thing to mention to everyone here. Yeah, I think simplicity, we don't just have to be simple in terms of our methods and our tricks and our presentations. Like, yes, that's very important because that ensures that we've got a good product. But in order to shift that product and actually make it financially viable, we've got to have a good business. And for me, I'm, I'm not an overt businessman. Like I've got a business mindset now, but... I'm not an overt business person. I'm not here to try and floggy stuff. I'm not here to try and grow these crazy businesses all the time. It's like what I'm actually doing in my performance business is I'm just trying to to help people help people. I'm trying to help my clients help their guests have a good time. Or I'm, I'm trying to help my audience enjoy their evening. That's all I'm trying to do. So why does that need to be complicated? For me, it's so simple. It's like, if you want me for an event, you head to my website, you see the events that I do, and you just get in touch. From there, I have a very, very simple conversation with them to just explain everything that I do, get to know them, really make sure that I can deliver them huge amounts of value. And then I I just make sure that the business process is easy. I highlight my contract and my invoice, but I highlight my uh, performance agreement contract invoice all of that stuff as just the boring paperwork bit and i i paint it red like oh, this is just a bit that we have to do but here it is and they turn it around in half an hour flat because no one wants to do the boring paperwork they simply want to have a good time and that's all i'm doing i'm not angling it up to say right how, how many guests have you got at your event I, I just need to know so that i can quote properly it's like no i <laughs> don't do that like it's sure it's important so you're not quoting very like very low for thousands of people but at the same time don't make that a business bit it's all about delivering the value and that's my job my job is simply deliver value sure we have regulations to follow but value 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 that's it it's very funny you mentioned that about certain questions you ask when like before you before you even send out like an invoice or a quote or anything like that i remember it's certainly like a year ago that year ago i was quoting for quite a few weddings and I suddenly realised, 
I'm asking them a hell of a lot of questions. What's this going to be like on their end? Are they going to get all of these questions and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, and feel bombarded? And is that now playing against me because the other magician or mind reader or any other wedding entertainer that they've got in contact has only just asked very few basic questions which they're easy and able to answer off the top of their head. So I suddenly realised that and I was like, oh my gosh, this needs changing. So now I literally ask the exact things I need to ask to give me an idea of what I'm going to quote at. For example, where it is, what are the timings, how long am I going to be for there for? You know, the, the very minimal and the, the exact details. Then afterwards, after they get in touch, after they book me, then we can start discussing in the finer details the more specific things. That way... They're now not getting over confused, but after they've booked me, rather than confusing them, I'm now taking the time to follow up and make sure their event is a little more successful because we're both on the same page about what's happening. So yeah, this is something that I've, I've actually changed myself because I, I, I saw the problem and it hit me. And I, I know that so many other magicians and mentalists, I say magicians is kind of a collective term, isn't it, for what we do? Heck, yeah, magicians, yeah, you're all magicians, you do tricks. Apart from that little weird guy watching, huh? who's similar to me. No, I don't. I'm I'm psychic. Everything I do is real. That's me. That's my doppelganger out there. Um, That's the weirdest tangent I think we've ever had on the podcast. Hey, I'm tangent man. I go off on weird things. But yeah, like I know that magicians do this all the time. And they have so many confusing things they say. Like why? Strip it back. Take it out. Like even looking down their websites. Like when you look at a lot of magicians' websites, for me, it doesn't it doesn't flow nicely. It's just kind of like all over the place and it's very kind of like, oh, I, I don't feel like I know exactly what you do. Are you saying you do all of these specific things? Are you saying you do like 12 million different events? You have like 12 million packages. Which one do I choose from? What what do you specialize in? What's your what are you good at? It's exactly that. In a, in a world of information overload and instant gratification, we've got to make sure that our businesses are delivering on that. Sure, we try and get away from instant gratification, but we can try and use it in our businesses by making it super simple in terms of what do we do. Don't have every single possible event type listed on your website. Sure, you might misguide yourself into thinking it's oh, it's good for search engine optimization to have all of these different events. Sure, maybe that's a thing. But are your clients booking you for all of those events or are they booking you for one event? Are you when just quickly on the like when you're talking about them uh, the the details you need for an event is it a job interview or are you simply trying to be an entertainer but what is it and same with the website you've got to be completely clear on on exactly that and yeah it's just making it simple it just really is it's trying to be so obvious in in terms of where are they going what are they after J- just because you've got a million pages of text on your website doesn't mean anyone's going to read it. We're in a world now that people don't read much. So you've got to be completely clear. Get them from A to B. Use our ability as mentalists to be linear in the business perspective. Be linear. Be clear. Send them from A to B. Be simply direct on that. Don't mess about. Go crazy. Just get them one direction to one place and, and and that's it you don't need to complicate it yeah so that really kind of brings me on to a point that i just want to quickly say and i know this isn't exactly on topic with uh, obviously today's podcast but if you've listened to this part and you're listening to all the simplicity and business stuff i think it is going to suit so i'm just going to say it. and it brings me on to websites like 
if you have a website, go on there, and if you have paragraphs and paragraphs of text, for example, in your about section, what it is that you do, think about how you can condense it down, how you can half it, how you can make it smaller, or how how you can split it up into like maybe three or four different paragraphs. Just put the key information up there and take out all the waffle. Well, this is it. You can use the uh, the exercise that a lot of um, copywriters actually use when they're designing uh, work for business. Imagine that every single word on your website is worth one pound. How much would you rather spend getting to the, them to that one point? You want to get them to inquiry or booking. You want to get them to one of those specific stages with as little expense as possible. Sure, they might organically find your website and have a look through and and somehow like be majorly convinced and inquire straight away. But add on a pound for every page that they visited on your website uh, and every word on every page. Sorry. And, and watch that skyrocket. Be budget friendly. Try and try and cut your copy all the way down to the, the absolute essentials so that they're not getting confused and they're just going to where they need to be. Um, I, th- I think I'm just let me just grab it. Yeah. A useful book to um, reference for because for, this simplicity stuff doesn't just apply to your magic world and it doesn't just apply to your business and your performances. It can literally apply to your entire life. And a, a really fantastic book that I finished reading just a, a couple of weeks ago is The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Um, it's a, a bestseller book, but it is literally all about simplifying your life right down to find your one thing. What is the one thing that you want to achieve? What is the one big thing that's going to take you a step closer to that? What is the one thing that's going to allow you to do another one thing? And it, and you get this amazing chain of single things. And this should be the exact same in your performances and in your business. Find that one thing. What's the one thing you want them to feel? What's the one impact that you want to have in your performance? What's the one method that's going to allow you to do that with the absolute ease and and, and in doing that you're just going to cut out all of the faff cut out all of the waste cut out out all of the messing around and uh, that's it so we'll put the note to this in the show notes obviously so you guys can click and find but yeah it's called the one thing and find the one thing this is that so in short just to recap today what we've talked about a whole variety of different things but all under the same same guys and the same topic so we've talked about obviously just keeping it simple Sometimes with the things you perform, it doesn't matter whether you perform insane stuff or just very simple methods. It's the end result that matters for the audience, kind of what they feel. The second thing we spoke about was obviously keeping it simple in your routines. You know, the way you perform things, just making it obvious to your audience. It should be obvious that they can pick up, you know, the information you want to share from within, who you are, the message you want to get across, all of that stuff. But also it should be simple that they understand what's actually happening because if they don't, you've wasted your time and you've wasted their time. And thirdly, simplicity in business. Just make it easy for people. Make it easy for them to book you. Make it easy for them to research you. Make it easy for them to go straight to that piece of information they want to get to. And like Hayden says, turn around the contracts in just 30 minutes when booking you. Easy as that. Keep it simple, guys. I I think there's a lot of information in this episode. This stuff isn't easy. Like we've spoken for just over half an hour on this stuff. It's not easy. It's going to be tough because you're going to have to change a lot of things uh, if you're not already doing this. And we both did. We both had a million and one events on our websites uh, all sort of loaded up there. But now 
for me, it's quite literally at the at this moment in time, all I've got on my website now is weddings and my online show. There's the home page and then the contact page, but that's it. I, I don't say anything else. So it, it's tough. It's not easy, but you'll get there. You know, there is one more simple thing that people can do. Do you want to know what that is, Aidan? I would love to know what that one simple thing is. Quite simply, you can scroll down on your favourite podcast provider. You can click on the little review section and you can leave an honest rating about this podcast, about the feedback we share or the information we share. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear. And remember, guys, it's so simple to do. It's just at the bottom. That's it. That's all you need to do. One thing. I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know where that was going, so that was actually gold. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Nothing else. One simple call to action today. Give us a review. Leave us a rating. And that'd be great. Awesome. We'll see you next week, guys. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.